Hello, welcome to today's edition of the Sowing and Reaping Audio Podcast. I am your host, Brother Walter Terrell. Thank you so much for joining in with me here today. Uh, Today we're going to be looking at the book of Mark, chapter number 2. We'll start off in verse number 1 down through verse number 12. So if you got your Bibles nearby, or if you just want to listen, the book of Mark, chapter number 2, verse number 1 down through verse number 12. And again, beginning in verse number 1, And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them, and they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. What doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, and take up thy bed, and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he saith to the sick of the palsy, I send thee, Arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed, and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. I saw my read for the sake of time today. May God add his blessing to the reading of the word of God here today. This uh, passage of scripture records one of the greatest miracles of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here we find that he heals a man who is afflicted with uh, palsy, which simply means he was paralyzed. What anyone else would have considered impossible was handled by Jesus very easily. Now, when this passage is preached, A lot of times, preachers will usually talk about those four men who brought their friend to Jesus, and at other times, uh, we preach about how Jesus put all those self-righteous religious snobs in their place, and I don't know about you, but I like it when Jesus does that, amen, and puts people in their place, even my own self sometimes. Uh, And then we find also, there is even a tremendous picture of our salvation in the healing of this paralyzed man. Well, I want to look at this from a vastly different angle today, and I want to preach on the subject. Uh, simple subject, and that subject today is going to be called Getting the Clay Out of the Way. Getting the Clay Out of the Way. Now, you may be wondering, Brother Walter, where is there a mention of clay here in this scripture? There is not a mention by word per se of the clay, but we're going to be seeing a typology here in just a moment, and I, that I'll be showing to your as you're listening you see these men wanted to get their paralyzed friend to jesus but they could not get him there because of the crowds that blocked the door into the house where jesus was teaching in verse number four and so what did they do next they took the paralyzed man onto the roof of the house they broke up the roof and lowered their friend down to to jesus through the hole that was in the roof Back in those days, back in biblical times, houses in that day usually had one or two types of roofs. The first type was considered uh, uh, of beams or consisted of beams that covered with crisscross sticks. And this wooden foundation was then covered by clay tiles, okay? It was then covered 
by clay tiles, which was in turn covered with more clay, and finally grass was placed over the top. The other type of the roof was covered with overlapping clays of tile, and these roofs were accessible via a stairway on the side of the house. Either way, uh, to get this man to Jesus, they had to dig through the layers of the roof to get the clay tiles out of the way. Do you get where I'm going with that? Amen. I hope you get where I'm going because I'm going somewhere and I want you to go with me. And when they did this, do you know what happened? Their friend, when they got that clay tile out of the way, their friend experienced the grace of God that resulted in the forgiveness of his sins and also the healing of his body. But no news of this had ever happened until they got the clay out of the way. And friend of mine, I said all that to say this. I want you to know, your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, my walk with Jesus, will never be all that it can be until you get the clay out of the way in your life and in, in my life as well. Because you see, clay in the Bible is a type of this old rotten flesh. And we can see this in Jeremiah chapter number 18, verses 1 through 6. The Bible says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel as seemed good uh, to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter saith the Lord? Behold, as a clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in mine hand, O house of Israel. Now, a lot of times our souls will get thrilled when we think of the heavenly potter taking that lifeless clay, making something glorious out of it, and using it for his honor and for his glory, and that is a blessing. Thank God. I'm so glad today that God doesn't throw the clay away. Amen. I'm so glad today that he could take these vessels of clay, meaning you, meaning me, and use us for his honor and for his glory, and however he sees fit. But that same clay tile stays with you until you make the trip to glory, and it tends sometimes to get in the way of what God wants to do in your life and mine. And what I want you to see from these passages of Scripture is the truth that sometimes the clay of our flesh must be uncovered. The clay of our flesh must be broken up before we can ever experience the Savior's power and the Savior's blessings in our lives. Amen. But thank God in heaven, when you and I get the clay out of the way, we can experience Jesus, we can experience His glory in a way that may be in some, seem impossible otherwise. You can have revival in your soul. I can have revival in my soul, thank God, when we get the clay out of the way. And so let me give you a few thoughts today on the subject, getting the clay out of the way. Number one, when you get the clay out of the way, you can examine the person of Jesus. You see, when these people, when these men, when they got the clay out of the way, they could see Jesus and what he was doing. He became more discernible. As they stood on that roof, the voice of Jesus was dimmed and his face was hidden from view. But when they got the clay out of the way, when a clay roof was removed, they could look upon Jesus. Amen. They could look on him. And friend of mine, nothing hides the lovely face of our Savior from view any more often than our old rotten flesh. Our attitudes, our actions, our affections, our fears, our failures, our foolishness, our sins, our shortcomings, our silliness, all hide his face 
and diminish his voice. Our greeds and our grudges, our hurts and our hates, our worries and our wonderings, they all stand between us and our seeing him in all of his glory. Nothing can hinder my walk with the Lord like me. Nothing can hinder my walk with the Lord like my old rotten flesh. But thank God in heaven, when the clay of this flesh is uncovered, that is, seeing for what it is, when the clay of this flesh, my friend, is broken up, that is, humble before the Lord in repentance, the wall of separation between us falls and we can see him again. Amen. Hot dog and Yahoo too goes right there. I'm telling you, friend, seeing clouds the eyes and scars and sears the conscience and getting that fish allows us to see him once again. And if you're going to make it through this life, you must be able to see him. Just as the sheep must see the shepherd, the bride must see the bridegroom, the son must see the father, the saints must be able to see uh, the son, uh, must be able to see the Savior, because you see, friend of mine, seeing him makes this journey more bearable. And in order to see him like we need to see him, you and I, we need to get the clay out of the way. Amen. And so what happened when they busted through that clay roof and they got the clay out of the way, Jesus, uh, you could examine the person of Jesus, he became more discernible. He also became more desirable. When the clay was removed, they could see Jesus and the object of their desire became more desirable. And friend, when we get before him and get the clay out of the way in our lives, business will pick up. Amen. Uh, let me say it again. When you and I get before Jesus and we get ourselves out of the way, get the clay out of our way, business will pick up. Uh, when he is seen in his righteous position, when he is seen in his right position, when he is seen as Savior, when he is seen as Master, when he is seen as Lord, when he is seen as God, when he is seen as the lily of the valley, the first of 10,000 to my soul, my friend, he is seen in all his glory. The soul will long for him and desire him more than life itself. Nothing will thrill the saint of God. Nothing will stir the saint of God like being with Jesus when a clay as out of the way. What did David say in Psalm 42 verses 1 and 2? He said, as the heart painteth after water brook, so painteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? And then also the disciples on the road to Emmaus. You can read about that. Friend, when they saw him, everything changed. Uh, you can read about that in Luke chapter number 24 verses 13 through 36. Uh, when they saw him, everything changed because you see, Seeing him may explain why some people just can't help it. They get a case that can't help it, and they shout, and they sing, and they praise him sometimes. Why? Because it could very well be they've got the clay out of the way more so than the rest of us. Uh, and I ask you the question today, are you living in a place in such a way that, where you can see him? If not, then get the clay out of the way, and he will become more visible. He will become more precious to your heart. Amen? Uh, so when you get the clay out of the way, you can enter or you can examine the person of Jesus. Let me tell you something else today. When you get the clay out of the way, you can enter the presence of Jesus. You see, after the clay was taken out of the way, those men were able to lower that sick fellow right into the very presence of the Lord. And when you enter the presence of the Lord, you can discharge your burden there. When the clay was removed, you know what they were able to do? They were able to let the paralyzed man down at Jesus' feet. They were able to give Jesus their burden. They man, do you get the picture? I'm telling you, friend, the same as 
is true for the born-again child of God today. As long as the clay is in the way, we cannot get to him like we need to get to him. Psalm 68, or 66 verse 18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But when the clay is dealt with, when it is uncovered, when it is broken up, when we get the clay out of the way, we can get to Jesus and place our burdens at his feet. Amen, amen, amen. We have access to him. We are invited to come to him. Let us be sure that we are in a position today spiritually to take advantage of his invitation. Amen. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Much hinges on you being able to get to him. The clay will keep you away from him if it can. But friend, when you get the clay out of the way, you can enter the presence of Jesus and lay your burden at his feet. You can enter the presence of Jesus and you can discover your blessing as well. Jesus all of a sudden looks up and he sees these men and what they've done to get their friend to him. He commends them on the basis of their faith. You see, he heals the paralyzed man. Now, did you know that God cannot bless your life like he wants to bless your life until the clay is out of the way, until your flesh and my flesh is dealt with? We can forget about revival. We can forget about the power of God. We can forget about the blessings of God, my friend. like he wants to bless us. But when we take the steps to deal with this flesh, when we uncover it for what it really is and get honest about our lives, when we take the steps to ensure that this clay is broken up before God, then he can and he will move in great power and great glory for his dear people. Amen. The Bible said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Then will I heal their land. Amen. But we must first get the clay out of the way. Do you know Uh, Do you want to know who's going to cause me more trouble than anybody in this whole world? Let me tell you, it isn't you, it isn't the devil. My biggest problem in this whole world is me. It's this rotten, stinking flesh, amen? It's the flesh that I carry with me each and every day. It gets more corrupt each and every day. But hallelujah to the Lamb of God. One of these days, those are saved by the grace of God. We're going to rapture out of here. We're going to drop this road of a flesh. We're going to put on a new, hallelujah. We're going to have new bodies, amen? We certainly are. But until that day comes, this flesh is always going to give me trouble. Until then, that day comes, I have a duty before the Lord to labor to get the clay out of the way so he can bless me, so he can bless my family and bless my life like he wants to. Let me ask you, is the clay out of the way or are you being hindered from entering his presence and getting his blessing and getting his power in your life because of the clay of your flesh? The best thing you and I could ever do for our Lord, for our families, for our churches, our communities, and ourselves is to uncover the flesh for what it really is, get it broken up before the Lord on the altar, and uh, my friend, get the clay out of the way. And oh, may God help us today to get the clay out of the way. When you get the clay out of the way, my friend, listen, let me put it this way. You can't blame the devil for everything. We give him too much credit already. And friend of mine, most of our problems comes within this flesh. Amen? It certainly does. But oh, my soul, when you get the clay out of the way, you can examine the person of Jesus. You can enter the presence of Jesus. But last of all, you can experience the power of Jesus. You can experience the power of Jesus. You see, 
After the clay was out of the way, the paralyzed man could get to Jesus. When he got to Jesus, he experienced the Lord's power in two different ways. Number one, he experienced his cleansing power. Verse number five of this chapter, it says right here, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, the first thing he said was, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. You know what he experienced, first of all? His cleansing power. Verse five tells us that Jesus cleansed this man from his sins. Perhaps his illness was due to sin. I do not know. Uh, the Bible's not very clear on that. But when the clay was taken out of the way, he was cleansed by the Lord. When we uncover the clay of our lives through confession, when we break up the clay of our lives through humble repentance, we can and we will experience his cleansing power. Amen. First John 1 9 is still there. Amen. Thank God it's not there to take up space as so many preachers have put it before. But each and every time we mess up, I'm so thankful that first John John 1, 9 is there. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. No matter what kind of sin stain you bear on your spirit today, the Lord can wash it away and you can experience his cleansing power. Amen. Hot dog and hallelujah. It may be some secret sin known only to you and the Lord. He can forgive that. It may be a public sin that everyone knows about. He can forgive that. It may be an old bitter spirit. Let me say he can forgive that. It may be a lack of love for your fellow Christian. He can forgive that. It may be a lack of forgiveness for something said or something done to you by someone else. Hey, friend, he can forgive that. Whatever it is that is keeping you away from him, from his presence and from his power, is not worth the high cost of not being there. Amen. Why not get why not get the uh, uh, clay out of the way? Why not get it uncovered? Why not get it broken up? When the clay is out of the way, thank God you can experience his cleansing power. I'll tell you something else this man experienced. He also experienced his changing power, verses 10 through 12. The Bible says that, uh, but that, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the uh, sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, take up thy bed, go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, and so much that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. Amen. He experienced not only the cleansing power of Jesus when he got the clay out of the way, he also experienced the changing power of Jesus. It, that, those verses tell us that Jesus did not touch him on the inside, but he also touched him on the outside as well. Not only did Jesus touch him on the inside and cleanse him up, but he also touched him on the outside and changed him up. Amen. Uh, hallelujah, friend. When Jesus touches a life, he cleanses you and he changes you. Hey, friend, he came in, buried, he came in being carried by another, but thank God this man, he left under his own power because Jesus changed him forever. He had a new walk. Amen. He met Jesus and everything changed. Before this man met Jesus, he could do nothing. But when the clay was taken out of the way, he walked differently. He walked glorified. He glorified God and he left everyone scratching their heads at the awesome power of the Son of God. And friend of mine, that's exactly what will happen when we get the clay out of the way. It will change our walk. Can I put it this way? He'll give you a new walkie-walkie and a new talkie-to. Amen. 
Amen. Hallelujah. It will change our prayer lives. It will make us bold in our witness. It will make us vocal in our praise. It will fill us with excitement. It will leave a lost world scratching their heads and in amazement at the, what the Lord has done. It will mess up a few badges as well. Praise God. I'm telling you, friend, I've been there. I've experienced that. I've seen him do it for a few others as well. Not a fly-by-night crowd. Some people, my friend, they just went ahead and got the clay out of the way, and they were blessed, and they were changed forevermore. Thank God. I'm telling you, friend, when you and I get the clay out of the way, we can experience the life-changing power of the Son of God. We can experience the cleansing power of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, let me ask you a question. Has the clay of your life been uncovered and broken up before the Lord? Have you been open and honest with him about every detail of your life? Are you in a position today to examine his person, enter his presence, and experience his power? Hey, friend, if the clay is in your way, I know one who can help you get it taken care of. If only you'll just go to him today. He still specializes in taking the clay of our lives and making us into vessels of honor for his glory. Amen. So let me ask you, will you get the clay out of the way so he can bless you like he wants to? I'm glad. Thank God I'm so glad that when I mess up, he doesn't throw the clay away. But friend, I'm, I'm glad he always uses us and molds us and makes us into what we ought to be. If only we'll come to him. And that's up to you right now. Will you get the clay out of the way? Well, this has been Brother Walter Terrell with the Sowing and Reaping Audio Podcast. I trust and hope that this podcast was a help and a blessing. And uh, wherever you are listening at right now, may you have a good rest of your day or night just on purpose.